0: Welcome to the Productivityist podcast. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepasswordcom slash Productive Convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now, a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there, and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now, you can post your job for free at linkedin.com conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. Asked, uh, you know, Happy New Year. We're, we're, we're a couple weeks into the new year now, so it, hopefully it's still happy for you at this point. Hopefully you're not like, ugh, you know. The, the year's already ruined it's already it's already a lost cause there's you know as you all know uh all of those who have followed me for for the number of years i've been doing this you know i'm I'm a firm believer in you can start the year you want you know any time you want. Uh, You know, you just have to, you know, have the right strategies and tools and tactics in place. And, of course, focus on the approach first, the app second. And I've got a guest here with me who we worked together before, back in the old life hack days for me. Yes, we did. (laughs) I've got Francis (laughs) Wade here with me. Uh, Francis uh, is the author of the book, Perfect Time-Based Productivity, A Unique Way to Protect Your Peace of Mind as Time Demands Increase. And this is the time of year where people are really trying to kind of hold on to their resolutions and try to make sure that they don't get lost in the, in the after-holiday shuffle uh, of, you know, busyness and, and, and all that crazy stuff. So, uh, Francis, I wanted to have you on today to talk not just about your book, but also about some things that people can do that can help them, you know, kind of stay on track and not fall off the bandwagon of, of enhanced productivity. So, Francis, thanks for joining me this week.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure. So
0: Wonderful. Francis, uh let's talk a little bit about before we dive into things this is about so at LifeHack, you uh I came on as editor, um and then right. I became managing editor. And you were you'd been writing for Life for a while at that point, right?
1: I think so. Um I'm I'd been a sporadic uh mm. contributor at that point. I still still am very sporadic, worse because I was writing the book this year. Right. So I haven't I don't think I've even written a, an article this year. Shh, don't tell anyone.
0: No, I haven't written since <laughs> I left. I've, I've <laughs> I was kind of like, idea. okay, I'm out uh not not that there's anything wrong with life hack. It's just, you know, it's just like you, you know, you, things things shift. Time is like you said it's like it's it's time is is the currency that you, that most people don't realize is currency. I mean, it does run, you know, when you've spent it, it it's gone. Unlike regular uh, currency, where you can't necessarily earn it back, and,
1: you know, and, and and be comfortable again. One of the things that right. I took, a – I took, a, you know, made a strategic decision to take that time that yeah. I would have put into lifehack articles and put it into the book. Well, that's, and that's and, and that's beautiful. what
0: you, that's what you want to do. Now, I'm you you know, and we were talking about this before we started recording. But I'm very much a task over time type of person. I'm not. Mm-hmm don't forsake, I'm not saying, hey, don't pay attention to time. But I think what happens is a lot of people pay so much attention to the when that they lose focus, not so much on the what, but the why, and maybe even the how a little bit. But your your book talks about time-based productivity, which I found compelling because first I was ready to have a fight. and then <laughs> 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 But you make some really good points, especially for people who are so used to dealing with time as a ruling force as opposed to a guiding force so can you i know we wanted to touch on some some key points but why why did you decide like why did you kind of decide to go down the road of time-based productivity in terms of you know as opposed to like the old david allen you know hey you know next action list and stuff like that like what what is time-based productivity and how do people get to be perfect
1: with it Aha, uh-huh. I'll answer that question at the very, very end. Okay. But um, the reason I got into it is because of, <laughs> because of failure. Right. So I, and this is my own failure. So I used to teach a time management program back in the early 2000s. And I had one of those moments when I took the course to Jamaica uh, from, from where I was living at the time in Florida. And people said they loved it. My mom did it. And she said, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I visited about three months afterwards and I asked her, you know, just in passing, how much of it are you using? She said, oh, none of it. I said, none of it? (laughs) She said, no, that's not for me. That stuff is for for other people. I'm retired. And, you know, it it stopped me in my tracks. And as I started to watch other people try to use what I had taught them and as I saw them struggle, I realized what I was teaching and the way I was teaching wasn't working. Because what I was giving them Basically, it skipped over three very important things, but the first one it skipped over is the fact that every single person already has a system, a way of managing their productivity, something they develop when they're actually in their early, early teens. So we develop the idea of time. We learn what time is all about when we're about eight or nine. Somewhere around nine or 10, we start to develop habits, practices, and rituals to manage ourselves. And those practices... And habits actually last us well into our early adulthood. Some, for some people, their entire life. And when I was teaching my program, what I learned was that I was ignoring the fact that they were coming in with something already in place. And when you do that, like my mother, you tend to reject anything that is too hard to learn. Mm-hmm. So my failure got me into time-based productivity. It had me ask. How come I was feeling and giving all this good advice because the good advice seemed to make sense to me
0: yeah it's 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 tricky because we you and I both teach and and coach and 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 talk about this stuff and it's a it's definitely a a stumbling block I come across where people say well why do I need to capture everything i mean it's I've been doing fine so far and I found that the way I'm able to do this with people when it comes to, you know, like breaking those patterns, you know, and, and the thing is some of the stuff, one of the things I've learned is that some of what they brought to the table is, is exactly what they need. It's just tweaking. Right. But, uh, right. but for me. I've found, because you and I probably could, we could talk about, you know, Horizons of Focus and, and Scrum and Agile and all that stuff, and we'd be, we could just, this would be like an eight-hour podcast, but, <laughs> but, but, but when it comes to talking to somebody else who's, you know, just been making a, a laundry list every day of what they need to do, you have to find other ways to connect, and for me, it's always been, you know, trying to get them to, it's through metaphor, you know, like through, right. hey, you know, and I've talked about this before, like, you know, how do, what do you mean work by context? I hear a lot. And I'm like, well, do you, when you go grocery shopping, how do you, how do you shop? Do you shop by day of the week? Do you do shop by the, the, the meals, like by section that you're going to be visiting based on the meals you're cooking. I'm like, well, of course, you know, you know, I'm going to go to the meat department, buy all the meat. And then I'm going to go to the produce department. I'm like, well, that's context. Like that's category. Context or categories, if you want to really simplify it. So right, you have that's to,
1: exactly what, similar to what I did, because I, I, I had to go back to do all the research to find yeah. out. What do people actually do? You know, when do they learn about time? Mm-hmm. And when do they start shaping their behavior to make the most of time? And the research showed that they actually start shaping their own behavior when they're in their, like, like I said, their early teens. Mm-hmm. By the time they hit college, the reason they reach college is because they already have a system in place that's better than the guy who didn't even apply to college. So they've already taught themselves a, almost like a success system.
0: Right. Now, here's the tricky point. I never went to college. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-oh. Uh, no, uh, but I, I, the thing is, is that, like you said, every system is somewhat subjective, right? Because I when I left when I left school, um, you know, I, I was working as a radio d- a DJ at a local college. And then that job – so basically, I stayed because the job was great. And I loved the job. And I loved – d- it didn't feel like work to me. Maybe that was my system. I wanted to do stuff that didn't feel like work. Uh, and I knew that way back when, and then, uh, when I started working for Costco, which is when the, the, uh, the contracts ran out of the campus station, uh, the college station rather, uh, that's when I had, that's when I really developed my system, you know, or, or revisited it. I I had one obviously going through school, but I had to really hone in on it. Once I became a, you know, a department manager and stuff, you have to, you have to develop something, you have to develop a framework, otherwise you're lost. But one of the things that that I like a MacGyver, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) we all All are. Well, yeah. (laughs) And and, I mean, back then there were no iPhones and palms and stuff. It was me and a day timer and my highlighter and different color pens and stuff and, and trying to figure out how to make, you know, oh, well this, this highlighter color meant this and this highlighter color meant that. But one of the things that uh, as, and you're, you're a father, right? You've got kids, right? No, I don't actually. Ah, so see, uh, this is something I've noticed. So, so I can do the research right in my house with my son and my daughter is that Mm -hmm. I've watched As like my daughter's at that age of, she's going on 10 now. She'll be 10 this year. Uh, You know, I've seen her, her association with time is is starting. She is shifting Mm -hmm. from a task-based mindset to a time-based mindset because time is becoming relevant to her. You know, Mm -hmm. she has to be at a girls club by 4.30. She only has a certain amount of time to do these certain tasks. My son who's four is like, he's still very much task-minded. He's like, you know what? Uh, I don't want to go to school yet because this show's not over, or I, <laughs> right? you know, I'm, or or and I mentioned this before in a previous episode where I said, you know, my son's learning how to tie his shoes. He's not concerned about how quickly he can tie his shoes. He's concerned about how effectively and how well he can tie his shoes. Meanwhile, you know, my wife and I are like, okay, well, come on, Colton, come on, come on, come on, come on, and he's sitting there <laughs> patiently, like trying to, and and that's where the dichotomy comes in, right? Because. We know what time is and we know right. so we have to make adjustments, right? We have to say, you know, and, and I never used to have to be to get ready to go somewhere a half hour before I actually had to go at the door. And I mean like a half hour, right. like be sitting at the door or in that area being ready to go. So right. I mean time and I guess one of the things that that makes time so much easier for people to wrap their head around is that it's 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 an understood universal. Uh, item, you know, I mean, right.
1: We, we, are, we are really like little MacGyver's. We, mm. you're going to see your, your daughter teach herself how to manage herself to make the, make the most of the time. You know, it's, it's to get back to the question that you actually asked about what happens when people fall off track. Yeah. So they set their New Year's resolutions, and somewhere in mid January, they realize they're not meeting them. Well, part of the reason is that they set goals that are that require behaviors that are way beyond what they're able to implement mm. because they don't know or understand what they currently do on a daily basis. So the best way to succeed if you're going to change a habit is not to pick a habit that's 10 times different from what you're doing, is to pick, is to understand what you're doing right now and then pick the habit that's just next to the one that you're currently doing. All the research says this. Most people don't know that.
0: No, most people, most people will try to, you know, uh, they haven't exercised at all and they're like, I want to have a body like Chris Pratt. <laughs> you there <fingers>. you go. <laughs> and they're like, but when was the last time you lifted a weight? Oh, I don't know, four years ago. But if I really work hard, but it's, it's, you know, I mean, these are all small, small, you need the small wins along the way. And you're right. I think what happens is, and, and the worst part and I talk about this in the front nine as well, is that everyone does this at the same time. In January it's like everyone goes yeah. to the gym. So you then goes to the gym and tears a Muslim for six months. Or, or 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 even even before they get to they get to the gym and they see there's a lineup because everyone's doing it. So they're like, well, I'll come back tomorrow. Or yeah, well, well I'll do it. this. Like they don't because everyone's all on the same bandwagon, which is why kind of right. you know, and you and I, I know you've read some of my stuff, and we've we've kind of exchanged ideas on this before. I don't start my new year till February, so I got two more weeks after this airs to really kick it in because January to me is that month of reflection. So this is why I think that a book like yours is 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 perfect for this time of year because people are going to be at this point where they're they're at a tipping point, right? Like, you know, do they give up on what they've decided, or do they adjust it, or just do they do they plow through? And a book like yours can really help them kind of understand what they need to do to make sure that it's not a complete write-off. Two weeks into the year, do you know what I mean? Like how they can adjust and adapt and make sure that they're applying the right the right um, thought processes behind what they what they've you know kind of decided to tackle. Right, right.
1: They're, although they were a, a, a MacGyver when they were eleven or twelve years old, they still have that MacGyver ability to reinvent their habits, and practices. It's just that they've got to do it now as an adult, not as an 11-year-old. And now it's a different game. Now they have responsibilities. They have ingrained habits. They have practices they've used for 20, 30, 40 years. They're not, they're not a clean slate, a blank canvas, like they were when they were 11. Mm-hmm. So they've got to learn differently. When they don't take that into account, bam, they hit the wall in January 20th, and that's the end of it.
0: So when it comes to, you know, kind of gauging your time first off are you and I, I can't remember if you cover this in the book or not but sure. you know the whole idea of a body clock you know like morning person versus evening person mm-hmm. uh, i'm a believer in that you shouldn't fight that you know i mean yes we there's research plenty of research out there that says you know the early you know circadian rhythms and uh we're designed to be up earlier and in, in bed by you know a certain time and, and and the more productive people are in the morning, although. I guess I'm argument against that <laughs> just on, <laughs> on my own um, and then there was an article that came out this week I'll put it in the show uh, as, as we're recording this we're recording this at the tail end of, of 2014 but there's an article that came out that uh, discussed uh, discusses you know how late risers and night owls might be the ones that are at the advantage so I mean, we see conflicting conflicting research and conflicting conflicting ideals what's your thought on, on the whole idea of especially because time plays a huge factor in this of the idea of adjusting One's waking and sleeping hours to try to level up their productivity.
1: Yeah, well, the part the part two of the the research that I found that we're all MacGyver's is that we're all different MacGyver's. So when we're eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, we all invent these systems for managing ourselves that are all different. And the reason is that there is no common playbook. So it's not like going to football practice, you know, uh, to Pop Warner and all learning how to play football at the same time in the same way and learning how to play effectively using the same methods. We're all self-taught. So because we're all self-taught, we all end up with systems that are different from each other. So 3.30, I, that's the time I got up this morning. That's fine for me. doesn't work for you. And you shouldn't try to follow me. You shouldn't do what I do just because I put it in my book or write it on a blog or say so that it really works for me. You should instead say, so what? What's the principle that's helping him to be effective that I could use for myself yeah. What's and the, use that instead.
0: Yeah. What's the root, right? Like what's the, not the, cause you're, I mean, I was on a panel once with, uh, Laura Vanderkam, Hal Elrod, who's the, um, Miracle Morning, uh, Craig Jarrow, Time Management Ninja, Dan Gold was interviewing all of us and mm. he said, well, how do you get stuff? You know, how do you, how do you combat the early birds? I'm like, well, actually, I get it done before they do. I just get it done the night before. So I'm what? technically ahead <laughs> of them. <laughs> There's no argument to that. I'm so organized that I get it done the night. <laughs> it's like before. I get it done the night before. I mean, I'm in bed when they're. I mean, I'm already three, four hours ahead of them because I did it the night before. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's. I think the challenge, though, for a lot of people is when they're when they're dealing with that kind of stuff is just making sure they get enough
1: rest. That's the that's. The, I think that's, that's exactly. the real. That's the principle. Yeah, and whether you get it in by having three naps a day, or going mm-hmm. to bed at nine, which is what I do, getting up early, going to bed late. Working until three, getting up or what, whatever the system is, as long as the principle is preserved, that's what's important.
0: Right, right. Now, in the book, you've got the four step approach, right? The, the kind of like, do you want to give a quick, I know obviously we want to sell books, so we're not going to give away the whole nine yards. But you've got a, <laughs> a four step approach to kind of, um, you know, you've already kind of, uh, you, you, the, the people, like you said, they've already built in. So do you want to kind of, I know you've already started to yeah. cover a couple of them, but you want to dive in a little bit deeper?
1: Sure, sure. Well, they're all built on one single principle, which is that time cannot be managed. No, there's some people out there who are saying what? No, time can't be managed. I'm not
0: one of them. I totally know what you're talking about. You you cannot control time. You can no, you you can't. You can you can manage. And I mean, now managing energy is one thing you can do. Managing managing your relationship with time. You can definitely Money do. you can do. Right. But you, but you, you can't manage time. If yeah. you could
1: manage time, there would, be, there would have been no Y2K problem, right? No,
0: nope. Yeah, and people would not be worried about, you know, i got to get this done by a certain time because they'd just be able to say, okay, well, this is – yeah, no, you can't. Time moves forward whether we want it to or not. The question is how much we wor- move forward with it.
1: Exactly. But what, what we do manage and why we worry about time is what I call a time demand. So I, I coined this term because I couldn't find a better term. And it actually is the same as what's called a conscious intention uh, by psychologists. But the the term I created is called a time demand. And a time demand is an internal individual commitment to complete an action in the future. So it's an internal individual commitment to complete an action in the future. It's something that's invented in your head. It's a psychological object is what they call it. Which is, and,
0: which is going to be subjective because everyone's absolutely. going to have, yeah, everyone's going to have, yeah, right, going to have
1: the, you and I are going to be in the same class and we're going to create different time demands. Mm-hmm. We're going to have the same coach and create different time demands. And what we do, because time demands are our link between our commitments and our actions, is that we try to keep them alive. So when we're age 11 or 12, we learn that if we forget time demand, forget a particular time demand, then we don't give in our homework on time when we get in trouble. So we say, aha, I have to remember these time demands. So we try all these different techniques to manage time demands because they are at the very heart of what we do to be effective as adults. The only problem is that no one taught us, no one teaches us that that's what we're doing. So instead, we chase after time management, thinking that I've got to manage my time better. Unfortunately, that's like running into a dead end at full speed
0: right and and what, yeah, <laughs> well and what what i find uh, interesting about you know with time management you can't cuz it's it's not behavioral right like so right. for example if there's so much and we've seen this in the years that we've started to to study productivity and strategize about it is that what we see is that there's so much more that's thrown at us every single day that it'd be like you know, it'd be like if you were managing a staff of five and then, you know, five years later, you're managing a staff of 45, but you have no, there's been no adjustment on your end to, because there has, there's no possible way. Whereas if like, let's use, um, social media is a great example, right? Like, you know, I mean, with social media showing up, you have to understand what your, what, what, like you said, what your time demands are with it. Not, not, how can I get the social media stuff done? It's, you know, there's more to it than that. And I think that that, I think that that's key to, can you, you want to discuss that relationship thing?
1: Yeah. Well, well, we, we, many people, I think the number is 40% are doing the work of more than one person. Hmm. No, you and I are, are entrepreneurs. So we're doing the work of 10, but that's, that's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) People who are in regular jobs where it used to be one job for one person are now doing the job of one and a half, two, three people. And the recession is the reason. It's simply because employees, employers have refused to backfill jobs that were vacant, leaving employees overcommitted, but with the same system they had when they were 18, 19, or 20. So they're not really geared to deal with this new world of work where they have two jobs. But if you take the idea of them managing time demands and the idea that they put together a way of managing time demands when they were young, the first question is, how do you help someone to understand what their current system looks like before making any changes. How do you help them to evaluate their current habits, practices, and rituals? And that's what a big part of my book is all about, giving people a systematic, step-by-step, easy, answer some questions, but you've got to learn some stuff before you do the evaluation. And what pops out at the end is a profile of your current skills, or in other words, A profile of your system for success at managing time demands up until that point in your life
0: yeah see what i like about this versus you know the typical go 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 do 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 is that there's a reason behind it the reasoning is there the the like you said the profile helps you to you get to look inward as opposed to outward for solutions that right. Which is
1: what we need to do. Yep.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Because we're little MacGyver's. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just it. We all know. I mean, and the thing is, only we know. Uh, we may all our strengths may be apparent on the outside,
1: but yeah. we really know what we're yeah. good at. I, I found that that when I when I tried to tell people what to do, this is when my mom, my mom was in my courses in my course, it didn't work because I would try to tell everyone a, a class of forty people, you all need to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. No, they would nod politely and then two days later go back to whatever they were doing because it was just unrealistic, too hard. And it also ignored their success system, their little MacGyver energy that was put into developing their own current profile. Now, you, the good uh, thing is.
0: Have you ever, yeah. by the way, if you want to get a different reaction of other than polite shaking of heads, suggest that they don't check email first thing in the morning, that that, that you get a totally different reaction when you always, tell people, always get hisses one, and boos. And <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Like, there's no, that's the thing is that, you know, we've, I've learned, and this has been especially apparent over the past few years, is that the approach is definitely more important than the but everyone's approach is going to be different. And I can't go into a sales workshop that's, you know, a workshop that's driven by people who do customer service and say, so you need to not check email as often as you do, because they're going to say, but our job is to deal with email. Like you're telling us not to do our job, which is not what I'm saying. <laughs> but well, yeah, but it's not what I'm saying, but because like you said, first off, they already have their system in place. And because it's learned behavior, Right. There's no way for me to, I mean, it, it'd be like, you know, it's trying to bend
1: steel. And right, it, it, try to break an ingrained habit that's yeah. already producing results for them does not work. No, no matter how much research is, is behind the wake up in the morning and early and do, do your best work in the first thing in the morning as opposed to late at night. No matter how much research there is, we're all different and we need to accept and understand that, Because we're little MacGyvers, we all came up with something different that works for us. So the good news is that when you do your profile, you can immediately start to see some gaps because a profile sort of tells you where you're strong and where you're weak and why. Mm. Now, It doesn't tell you that you should necessarily improve the weakest area first in terms of the scoring that's done on the profile. you got to be smarter than that and say, maybe I need to keep maybe six of that, my skills the same and only focus on one, which is what I recommend. Focus on the one that will provide you the biggest bang for the buck. So it's not as easy as just telling someone, work on what I think your, I, the instructor, think your weakest skill is. You need to determine, okay, here's what my new target's going to be in terms of a new behavior. Here's the plan for improving that behavior in a, over some time, time frame. Let's say some people have a time frame of a month. Some have two years. Because some of these behaviors are so ingrained, they don't change overnight. Mm-hmm. So the third step is to put together a plan, a plan that goes over time and allows you to, to hit your targets, which come from the second step, one at a time in a way that people say, people who are trained say, is oh, it's gentle. I say, yeah, you get to be Clark Kent versus Superman. Because so many of us take these courses, read these books, try to implement a lot of behaviors all at once with a predictable result. All uh-huh. right. <laughs>
0: <You fail. laughs> it's true. It's true. And, and the, the, before we wrap up, you've got one more, right? The fourth. Yes, the fourth. one more,
1: right? So the last one is that once you put a plan in place, we need tons of support to change our habits. They don't change on their own, and not because we have a really good plan in place. We are extremely weak according to the research at changing our habits. So in my book, I've covered quite a bit of the research around habit change. It's still developing, but in my book, I've covered the best methods for managing yourself so that you can change your behavior slowly over time and therefore have a new system at the end of some time period. And then be really happy because it's yours. You started with your strengths, kept them, worked on your weaknesses, and ended up with what you wanted to. And you can keep going indefinitely if you want.
0: Well, this sounds like something people need to get their hands on. And uh the book, again, called Perfect Time Based Productivity, A Unique Way to Protect Your Peace of Mind as Time Demands Increase, is now out uh in in Amazon and all fine uh booksellers. Uh but you've got a deal for uh Productivity as Podcast listeners, don't you, Francis?
1: I sure do. Everyone who buys the book and sells me proof of purchase at Francis at fwconsulting.com or you can go to any of my websites uh, I think you're going to have my website in the show notes. Yes, yeah? absolutely. Great. Just send, buy the book, send me email, and I will send you a cliff notes—not real cliff notes. This is kind of Francis notes, but a 24-page summary of the book. This is this is one of those books that will be on your shelf for a long time because it's a it's a lot of references. You can use a lot of information. You can start anywhere and end anywhere, and the cliff notes give you a very quick 24-page overview of. Oh, okay. That's what's in that 400-page book. Okay. I know. I
0: understand. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. All right. Uh, Well, basically, uh, that's pretty much all we have time for. I want people to get in and start to dig in and and study some of the stuff you got. So go ahead. Go buy that book. Francis, people can find you uh, where and uh, also on the Twitter. Mention your Twitter handle, too, so that way people can follow you there as well.
1: Sure. On Twitter, I'm at F-W-A-D-E-F Wade. And uh, my website for the book is http colon slash slash perfect dot dot com.
0: Francis, thanks so much for joining me this week on the Productivityist podcast.
1: Pleasure.